place. Seek horrors, and you will find they exist behind every corner. If endless fears of evil beasts and the wickedness of reality torments your restless spirit, confront it. Take a seat and settle in. You've made it just in time for the Goblin Hour. Welcome to Goblin Hour. <laughs> yeah! The fans love it. They're excited. And welcome, my special guest for this week. Do you want to say your name? Yeah, I'm Caleb. I'm censoring the last name. We only do first names. Okay. That's Check that's this out. <laughs> loud, huh? It's really loud. Okay. Yeah, so this is Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. How do we know each other? That's how we got to start. I well, First of all, are you a big Goblin Hour head? Have you ever listened to any of it I've, in any capacity? I've not listened to any of it in any capacity before. Okay, okay, good. So you really have no idea I what's have, going on. I, I, don't, I don't really know what this is about. I just, you know, you asked me to come on, and I was like, I may as well. Well, you got to listen to this episode because you'll hear the awesome intro. There's a pre-made intro. Okay. I really went back to the lab, and I cooked up something great for season two. Okay. So that'll okay. explain the show. But, um... <clears throat> Yeah, you're Caleb. Caleb, how did we meet? So, uh, we work together at the... That's getting censored, too. You're giving away too much information. We're co-workers. We're co-workers. The same as uh, that guy, Brendan, who was on before. Yeah. He's, Caleb was also my co-worker at the ice cream place. Yeah. You were one of my first um, underlings that yep. started, and I was, imme- I was already above you. I became a manager, and uh, I got to order you around. Yep, and then I became a manager. Yeah. And, and then I'm leaving for school. Yeah, so audience, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Congratulations, dude. You got into the school of your dreams, and you don't have to pay for any of it, right? I, I have to pay for it. Audience, he doesn't have to pay. Isn't that awesome? Okay, so we got that part. Oh, yeah, so Goblin Hour. It's a really scary show. It's evil. Okay. We talk about monsters, demons, ghouls, even goblins sometimes. But before we get too into it, I need to know, Caleb, have you ever encountered any of these scary things for yourself? Any ghost stories? Any beasts you've fought? Any creatures you've killed? Tell me about it. Uh, I have not encountered any of these in real life. Dude, you got to come a little closer, dude. I have not encountered any of this in real life before. Really? Nothing? Nothing. You never went in the woods and thought maybe Bigfoot's behind me? No. You never went in the lake and thought maybe there's an octopus that might grab me? Uh, I don't think octopus live in lakes. There's a um, cryptid. Snakes. There's a cryptid in Oklahoma that does. Really? Yeah, there's an octopus. That's not what we're doing today, but that's on the list. That's that's actually really interesting. Yeah, that's one of our cool cryptids. I kind of figured that they lived in just oceans and salt water. But they do, but this one's a scary, evil octopus. Interesting. Interesting. You got to make sure. Talking into the mic. Hello. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, audience. <laughs> they love it. Let's see what these other ones do. I always forget. Okay. That's like the, the Twilight scary. Zone. That's like the Caleb. You weren't really here. Yeah. What's this one? Oh yeah, that one's good. Um. Okay. So you don't know what the topic is. I, I would love not. you to venture a guess. So it's like mythical creatures. It's mythical creatures slash cryptids. I'll give you some examples of things we've done before. We did uh, the Jersey Devil one episode. We did the Skinwalker. We did the Mongolian Death Worm. Um, just recently for season two, we did one on spells. There's some people looking at us. What there do we are. do? I don't know. Yeah, there. I know. This is really awkward. Well, we'll talk about this thing. <laughs> I was the only one that used this podcast. Caleb, quit staring at them, dude. They're going to come fight us. I'm okay with that. But, uh, yeah, we would win. But um, there's a cool, you know, real fans of Goblin Hour will remember this, but um, there have been several times where people have just walked into the recording room, and uh, also there are, like, classes in session, and there's a big glass window by where we do this, but they put in curtains recently. So now people can't look at us, and I don't disturb class by coming in and be like, Caleb, do you know what the goblet of Mongol is? You go, yeah, that's crazy. But so it's really cool. I think it's because of me. I think class has got sick of me being in here. 
And we're like, put up some fucking curtains, man. So, so you still want me to take a guess? Uh, yeah, hold on. You you work through your thought process. I'm going to lock the door. Okay. But do it via audio. I'm personally, if I just had to throw a random guess out there, I'm going Loch Ness Monster. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a big one. But at the same time, knowing you, I kind of think you're going to throw something that I have never heard of in my life. And I'm something just going to be really confused the entire time. Um, but if my, my guess is Loch Ness Monster. All right. That's not a bad guess, but you're going to be shocked because you either wouldn't think of this or you've never even heard of this and never made this connection. Go ahead and just, uh, I'm going to pass you this first page. Okay. And just read to me what's on it, all right? Okay. Read to me the top. Uh, Thunderbird. Yep. <laughs> Woo! Audience! <laughs> so the audience knows that inside joke. We had a joke with Caleb about how he's going to take a stargazing at Lake Thunderbird. <laughs> and I found out months ago that it was a real cryptid. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Perfect, That's, right? Yeah. Perfect for yep. the Thunderbird guy. That, that is, yeah. So um, how do you feel? Are you pleased? So I, I was reading a little bit of this as you were talking. This actually seems like a really cool little creature. A monster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, give me that shit. I, right. I read it to you, All and right. then you react. Okay, okay. So you can interrupt me if you want. You can be like, whoa, that's crazy. Or you could go, a big bird, that's stupid. Like You just say whatever you want. Okay. I'm not going to arrest you. All right. Are you ready? I am. The lights are dimmed in here because we have better lighting control thanks to these curtains. So okay. It's really scary. Thunderbird. Native American legend speaks of a thunderbird, an enormous flying creature with a wingspan more than twice the length of a war canoe, approximately 20 feet. According to myths from Pacific Northwest, Plains, and Northeastern tribes, the thunderbird was actually a god in animal form, and the thunderous sound of its flapping wings was meant to scare humans away from its territory. Although many stories claim the thunderbird's favorite prey is the killer whale, other myths from the Illini tribe depict these monstrous birds as vengeful hunters prone to grabbing children in their talons and carrying them away <laughs> to kill them. That's evil. Isn't um, that a Pacific Northwest? Maybe I'll encounter one of those. Yeah, honestly, you really. Let's say your exact location where you're going. Uh, so you, people can come meet you. <laughs> University of Oregon. It's in Eugene. Yeah, you can say that. That's fine. I won't censor that. That's vague enough. Because people know this is OU, I think. I think I've mentioned that before. Because season one was branded with OU. Oh, okay. But we've since lost our sponsorship. They just let us use the assets. <laughs> so, unfortunate, but it's the it's the lie. But yeah, so far, I mean, this is one, like, the past couple Goblin Hours have been a little more, um, I don't know, a little less about fighting cool monsters. It was like we did one on spells, and then another one we recorded, I think, is actually going to come out after this episode. So I won't spoil that for you fans. But they all saw the spells episode with Brendan. They loved it. They went crazy for it. And now we're doing one where maybe uh, you can use some of those spells, listeners. Was there fight a specific off spell that you were talking about, or was it just kind of vague? It was vague. It was, like, just a history of spells. There were a couple spells we read at the end. There were, like, how to kill someone spells and stuff. But um, there like was some cool stuff. Advaticadaver and stuff. Yeah, we got to learn how to do Hocus Pocus, the Harry Potter series of films. Good stuff. But next we've got... Even before the turn of the 20th century, a group of cowboys in the southwest United States claimed to have killed an enormous bird, which they nailed to the side of a barn and photographed. The photo has since been lost. Okay. In July 1977, a boy from Lawndale, Illinois, claimed to have been attacked by a giant bird, which clamped onto him and then lifted him for a distance of at least 30 yards. He managed to escape unharmed. Other sightings of enormous birds in New Mexico, Alaska, Texas, and Pennsylvania have been reported in recent years but some think the witnesses may simply have misjudged the bird's sizes. The largest scientifically recognized bird in North America is the California condor, with a wingspan of up to 10 feet. That's pretty crazy still. That, that, that is a large bird. I The fact that the kid got carried 30 yards and then is unharmed is yeah. ridiculous. It's like, bro, if it has talons, <laughs> it probably fucked up your arm a little bit, kid. Yeah, exactly. Also, that kid must have been like two years old if a bird was able to grab him. No, this was the thunder... Hawk. What is this? The Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah. <laughs> Thunderhawk. The Thunderhawk grabbed him and went. 
and flew him around. <laughs> yeah, but then the article said that they think that these people just misjudged the yeah. size of the thing. Oh, shit, that's got to be like 20 <laughs> feet. It's like ants, just normal bird it's size. just like an eagle. <laughs> yeah, that's always what happens is like there's some Native American myth that is like really important to their culture. And then, like, white people get a hold of it, and they're like, holy shit, there's the Thunderbird. And it's like, what the fuck? No, it isn't. It's like, that's just a hawk, dude. This is a normal bird, dog. Grandpa, go fucking take your medicine. (laughs) You sound crazy right now, guy. It's always that. It's never, like, any in-between. All right. um, So that was from Cryptid Wiki, (laughs) which is such a horribly (laughs) formatted website. Every time I print it, it looks crazy. Like, look at this. Yeah, it did look really bad. That's why when you said read the top, I was like, I don't know which top you're talking about, dude. You know what top I'm talking about. Okay. Hey, audience. (laughs) I want to get some top after this. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Are you going to turn the light on? Thank you, guys. Off? Thank you so much. Hey, you guys are a real hoot. They loved that one. All right. Next up, we got from Atlas Obscura. The articles on this were a lot. Normally, I find, like, a bunch of articles that are, like, oh, Wikipedia. Oh, here's all this information. This one, I had to find some, like, weirder websites. Like, Atlas Obscura I haven't featured before. I know it's not weird, but, you know. Just not been featured yet, I don't believe. Beware the Thunderbird, badass cryptid of the skies. The source of storms and an occasional kidnapper, the massive ancient beast has inspired muscle cars and jet fighters. Cryptids of all kinds have long moved in the shadows across what's now the United States. Their legends preserved in Native American traditions that stretch from the southwest to the Great Lakes and beyond. Acclaimed writer J.W. Auker introduces us to some of these ancient terrors. Excerpted with permission from the United States of Cryptids, A Tour of American Myths and Monsters by J.W. Auker, published by Cork Books, All Rights Reserved. The name Bigfoot sounds like an insult, a dogman, like a junior high nickname that sticks with you through college, and don't get me started on Woodbooger. But there's one cryptid with a name so badass, it's been folded into pop culture to dub other badassery. Sorry, I need to, to dub other badassery with. The name of a famous United States Air Force jet squadron, a British superhero show from the 1960s, and an iconic sports car from Ford. I'm talking Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are essentially big birds, big terrifying birds. According to George M. Eberhardt's Seminal Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology, the wingspan of a Thunderbird can be as much as 70 feet. That's way different from the other one. What the fuck? That's a crazy discrepancy. Caleb, hold on. Why are you not reacting to this? That's crazy. I don't know, man. I just <laughs> I think these people are kind of full of shit. I don't no, think this real. is a real creature. The other, oh, wait. No, <laughs> distance of 30 yards. This has 70 feet. That's like about the same, isn't it? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, three feet or in a yard. It would be 90. <gasps> 90 feet? So, I mean, that is oh about 20 feet off. For comparison, the largest bird in North America, the California condor, has, oh my god, they had sighted the same bird. The largest bird in the world, the wandering albatross, has a wingspan of 12 feet. You have to go to prehistoric times to find a larger bird. Some terra, what the, some teratorns had wingspans of twenty feet. Thunderbirds are bigger than some planes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Man. And they're more powerful than planes, even. That I don't. I Imagine don't. you're in a plane. You're going to Oregon. Are you driving? Or are you flying? I'm driving. Cut to you dr- flying to Oregon. <laughs> I just your said plane. I'm driving. You look at the man. window. You look at the window. Thunderbird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think this creature is real. Well, I think that these people are just full of shit. Caleb, I think you're a little out of your element here. Let me say that. Am I? This is facts and this is logic. <laughs> Find some random ass article online. <laughs> it's like, oh, that must be real. This is facts. <laughs> as such, it's a surprise that they're so hard to spot, especially since Thunderbirds are said to darken the sky of every state. That's what I've been seeing. When the sun goes away, it's not clouds, it's Thunderbird. <laughs> Finally, it makes sense. <laughs> they are a continent-wide phenomenon, springing first from the myths and beliefs of numerous tribes, which inscribe images of them into rock and carve them into totem poles. In the lore of Comanche, Chippewa, and Mondon, among many others, the Thunderbird was the source of storms. Its eyes crackled lightning, and its wings beat thunder. It was considered benevolent to humankind, but that didn't make it gentle. It had fierce dust-ups with everything from giant snakes to killer whales. 
That's pretty gas. That's pretty fire. They do keep on citing killer whales. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, this one, it's like, most of the time when I find these articles, they're all over the place. It's like, yeah, it ate bears, and then the next one is like, it was probably smaller than an ant. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm reading about Bigfoot. Why are you lying? But this one's like, yeah, they fight killer whales. They fly. They pick up Caleb's plane and crush it. I'm not flying, man. Making a 30-hour drive. That's going to suck. Yeah, it's a three-day adventure. You guys do 10 hours each day? Yep. Yep. So, uh, Monday, driving from here to Denver. Denver to a place in Idaho, day two, and then Idaho to Oregon, day three. Have you guys already planned it out pretty, like, specifically? Yeah, we have, like, hotels booked. And then, so, like... We'll get to Oregon late, day three, stay in a little hotel, and then that next day is, like, my move-in day, and I'll be up early getting into my dorm. That's going to be pretty cute. Yep. Got the first move-in time, which is nice, but my roommates are being bitches about it. So. Oh, yeah, you told me about this, the bunk bed battle. Yeah, yeah, um, they're being really annoying. Are they? What, what did they say? Well, Here, audience, little siesta from Thunderbirds. This is a funny situation. I'll let you explain okay, it fully. So basically, I'm living in a triple, and so there's three beds. One of them is a lofted bed, and the desk is underneath, and the other is a bunk bed with separate space in the room for desks. I got the first move in time and let my roommates know that I planned on taking the lofted bed with the desk underneath. And then they both were like, what? No, that's not fair. That's like, why do you get it first pick? And we're throwing this massive hissy fit about how they don't like bunk beds. <laughs> and then so, like, I keep telling them, like, respectfully that I'm like, I'm going to take the bed because I got first pick. And that's how people decide in dorm situations. Yes. And now they're trying to do this thing where they basically, like, every, like, quarter we switch beds and desks mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I'm really annoyed about it. Yeah, that is kind of insane. <laughs> it's an insane pitch because, like, I could see if their plan was, like, well, let's all decide when we get there or something. Then it's like, maybe. But even so, you still have first pick. Like, I showed up to my dorm after um, my roommate, yeah. and so I just got the other bed. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. It's just how, yeah. And also, like, being the top bunk is not that big of a deal. The bottom, neither of them are really that bad, honestly. No, they're not. Because bottom bunk, you get to get out easily. And top bunk, you sort of feel like you have your own separate, like, mini room. You do, and you also don't have to worry about having a person above you. Like, lofted you bed are- clears. Exactly. Like, exactly. lofted bed is way better. But if you don't get that, you just have to be like, man, that fucking sucks. Well, and that's the problem because, like, you know, I'm not, I don't know anybody down there. And so, like, I want to be, like, friends with my roommates. You try but, like, the way they're acting, like, I'm just going to be like, fuck no. Like, you already like, have rivals. Well, and also, you already know that the, the two of them are going to gang up they're on the have fact that they're not happy with their yeah. bed. <laughs> and then I'm just going to be, like, the odd man out where I just, like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, it sucks. Are you gonna join clubs? What's yeah. Your plan? Okay, so you'll have you'll have a way to meet I'm, people. Yeah, still. I'm joining. I'm gonna join like the sports business club, and then I'm I'm rushing. Okay. So, so you'll be good. So yeah. It will, and also the one that's making a big deal about it is the only one from Oregon in our room, and he has a girlfriend going to the university. Yeah, that's so super he's the, weird. He's the one who's going to be in the room for the le- like least amount of time, and he also said he never studies in his room. Also, he should pick the bottom bunk then, because then you guys can be gone, and maybe he says, hey, girl, come over. You know what I'm saying? Because well, if it's like, hey, girl, come over, let's get up into my bunk bed or my lofted bed, that's crazy. Well, and also, so he got the second time, so he's going to get the bottom bunk because he doesn't want top yeah, bunk. Yeah, he's good. So the fact that he's basically complaining, trying to represent the other roommate. His ideal spot should be bottom bunk. That should be the one he always picks. Agreed. Agreed. And then the other guy, sorry, man, that sucks. Well, and the other guy joined a room after we had already picked it. Yeah. Basically, it was kind of like getting tickets for like a, a concert or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like he saw on the room that two people were already in it and he proceeded to pick it and then not even try and reach out to us. I was the one that found his information. Yeah. So I'm like, it's fair that you get the sh- like the shittiest option. You joined our room late. Yeah. And you didn't try to reach out. And you didn't try to reach out. So I'm just. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, we should wait to decide beds so this guy can get a fair. No, fuck you. This is college, bro. You know, and I, I even said, I was like, we can make it fair where, like, he doesn't have to do, like, he doesn't have to clean the bathroom or something like that because he got the worst bed. Like, yeah. I'll make it even. And they're really being annoying about it. So, 
I'm low-key scared that I'm going to come back from, like, winter break, you know, with my family, and I'm going to see that they, like, moved, like, all of my they stuff. They destroyed your bed? Yeah. Because, like, I'm really hoping they just let it go and just, like, get content with their get bed and it. don't want to switch. Yeah. But, like, if they keep it up, I mean, they could always just gang up on me and, like, just fuck my shit up. They could gang up on you beat you to death. You yeah. go into the shower, and you're like, man, I wish this door locked. And then you just hear, and you're like, hello? Bah, 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 through yeah. the shower curtain. Yep. It, Help! Yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, audience, how you feel about that story? <laughs> All right, guys. All right, yeah, thank you. They loved it, man. Good job on your story. Thank you. And let's thank just you. say... um. I wouldn't want to be that guy on the top bunk. <laughs> love, love the sound effects. Love I know, this thing's effects. awesome. All right. Uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbirds are often described as vulture or condor-like, with dark feathers, a light head, and sometimes a collar of white feathers around its neck. Sometimes the birds do more than flap around mysteriously. They abduct, usually small animals like calves or dogs, but sometimes children. The most infamous Thunderbird abduction, or attempted abduction, of modern times involves a child in Lawndale, Illinois. Dude, this thing is like, this story is recurring, by the way. So we're going to be reading about this story several times, I think. Probably some kid who just freaking, like, did not know what he was saying. No, it was real. No, it wasn't. Listen, you're going to be proven wrong. I'm not. On July 25th, 1977, 10-year-old Marlon Lowe was playing in his backyard at about 8 p.m. His mother, Ruth, was in the kitchen cleaning up when she heard her son scream. She ran outside and saw two giant birds with wingspans of 9 or 10 feet attacking him. That is not what they described. Hold on. Two birds with wingspans of 9 or 10 feet. Two condors. So these are two him. condors getting this kid. Not one thunderbird. <laughs> this is, this all right. is so stupid. Yeah, this is just actually an objective, like, not correct thing. All right. She ran outside <laughs> and saw two giant birds. With, so they are big, to be fair, but those are not thunderbird tier. Pecking at his head and shoulders until one <laughs> lifted. <at> <laughs> Yeah, this kid was getting fucked up. <laughs> they were pecking at his head and shoulders until one lifted the 56-pound boy 35 feet off the ground. Holy, Holy shit. shit. That's insane. <laughs> Imagine that. You're in your backyard, 10 years old. <laughs> ah! You see two birds flying. And you're like, what the fuck? You look up. You're getting pecked at. One picks you up. Because 35 feet is crazy. <laughs> like, that would kill you if you fell for Like, that. what is an Olympic diving pool? Like, 20 feet deep? How deep some are of they? them, some of them are about thirty-five. Thirty-five. So imagine that you swim to an Olympic diving pool, all the way to the bottom of it. That's how f- he- high little um, Thomas Lowe got lifted. Marlon Lowe got lifted. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Eventually, both birds gave up on their human prey and disappeared. I like to imagine they dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> Mom had to run out. Fuck! Catch him real quick. He's only 56 pounds, so it wouldn't be too hard to catch him. 56 pound 10 year old? What the hell? 56 pound 10 year old. That's crazy. The kid was sticking bones. He was, malnu- <laughs> he was malnourished. He was crazy malnourished. All right. Eventually, both birds gave up on their human prey and disappeared. The incident was seized on by cryptozoologists as being a thunderbird attack, but <laughs> Illinois isn't celebrating its near child abduction by giant birds from the sky. That leaves room for another state to claim the thunderbird as its home cryptid, North Dakota. So, yeah, this is one that's all over the continent, but I guess North Dakota was like, no, we have the Thunderbird. But, you know, we have a fucking lake named after it, so eat shit. That is true. Eat shit, North Dakota. Also, who lives in North Dakota? I know. It's like when uh, Tanner's talking about going to Nebraska. It's like, what are you talking about, yeah, man? He, he was talking about that yesterday. He kept saying that he wants to take a day trip to Omaha. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? He just goes, it's the Oklahoma City of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. And I'm like, okay, Z sucks. Okay, Z's fire. What are you talking about? They got Dave's. <laughs> Oregon has Bass Dave's. Pro Shop. Bass Pro Shop's not that cool. Bass Pro Shop is After, awesome. It's it's really fun when you go there the first couple of times, but then it gets to a point where you're just like, I'm like I've seen the same stuff. You're dead wrong. They have fishing poles. They have guns. I know they what have, they have. They, they have, have the bears. massive fish tank. They have. Does the one in OKC okay, so have the waterfall? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You can jump in it. People. You can go. <laughs> I saw a Have video. You seen of those it. videos? Yeah. The, dudes, the dudes diving in with the fish. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? These like basically brain dead <laughs> fish that have lived in this nothing tank their whole lives. Yeah, and they're massive too. They're scary. I those do not catfish get it. are huge. Dude, th- people are goofballs. 
They are. But anyway, North Dakota has a talent up on claiming the Thunderbird through its rich Native American art, both ancient and new. In the northwest corner of the state, at the, at the borders of Montana and Saskatchewan, is the Writing Rock State Historic Site. Beneath a simple awning and protected by rebar, barrier is a humble pair of small granite boulders, each about four feet wide, bearing petroglyphs of thunderbirds thought to be anywhere from 300 to more than 1,000 years old. Meanwhile, a four-hour drive southeast to the state capital. Jesus, that's a big-ass state. A four-hour drive southeast. That's crazy. Well, they're, they're very large. Like, same with Montana. Montana has a ton of land. It's just nobody, like, crazy. lives there. We have a big stretch of it in Oklahoma. We have the panhandle. The panhandle is... The big finger. Yep, and then, like, like Oregon, like, I, I'm on the, the far west side. I'm pretty close to, like, the coast. But, like, with all of the mountains and everything, it's like a six-hour drive to go all the way east Ugh. in Oregon. Ugh. Which is crazy. You wouldn't, like, it doesn't look that big. States be having a lot of distance. Shout out to UK. Fucking embarrassing-ass country. You can't get on the train and go on a 30-minute drive to fucking New York. Yeah, we can't. We have to fucking power through. Fuck you, British people. Do you agree? Yeah. I don't know. It would be cool to live so close to other countries, though. Well, we basically have that. Like, states are essentially countries. But but they're not. They're not. They're not as cool. But essentially, yeah. Well, it's like, it, it would be cool to, like, live in London and just listen, be like, I want to go to Paris, man. You give it a thousand years of us still existing, and they'll be basically countries. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just because they have a leg the up region, on Because the regional, like... <clears throat> yeah, the, the regional dialects are going to change. Probably, um... Main languages are going to change. Like, if you go to, I don't know, California, maybe it's going to become Chinese or Japanese or something. Um, meanwhile, a four-hour drive southeast to the state capital of Bismarck, a modern Native American art installation is keeping the Thunderbird alive. In Keelboat Park on the Missouri River is a 20-foot-tall, 10-foot-diameter storm-gray statue of four life-sized Thunderbird heads. Created by seven students from the United Tribes Technical College in town, these fierce-looking creatures glare atop storm clouds, their claws lifted, lightning in their eyes, beaks majestically crooked, ready to take on any orca or giant snake. Around them, placards tell Native American tales of the Thunderbird from different regions of the country, as well as more settler-style cryptid tales, like the Lawndale incident. Yeah. See, so that's like their nice way of saying white people appropriated the myth and then started saying, yeah, Thunderbird attacked my boy. He was out on the yawn, out on the lawn, and then Thunderbird got him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> settler style cryptid tales. but also the thing is is with like all of like the assimilation and stuff like most Native Americans don't even believe in this stuff anymore so it's just like some random myth that like some people carry on yeah and some I think don't. the Thunderbird is one that's probably more cultural it's just like a cool th- like bedtime story yeah it's not like I know there are other Native American myths that are still believed um one of my friends was telling me about it a while ago he it was some like imp like fairy thing that scared the shit out of his grandpa when he was younger because they encountered it, allegedly. And um, I know the Skinwalker is still very feared in modern times. No, like, they have some, but, like, it's also Native American culture so regional, too. Yeah. You know, because, like, there the isn't really a Native American culture. No, it's, like, it's different like, tribes no, has like different the, cultures. Yeah. And also, I mean, a lot of them have lost so much of it because of white people. Yeah. Hey, how do we feel about white people, audience? Boo. boo. There's no boo. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. When white people came to the North America and South America. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, guys. Spread all their diseases to the native people. Me and Caleb would like to personally apologize on behalf of our white yeah, ancestors. Yeah, we would. We would. Um, don't, sh- don't show Tanner this one. Nope. One thing I will say. Mm-hmm. It, so, um, fun fact, when the white people during, like, the Columbian Exchange, like, basically gave Native American, like, people so many diseases and, like, <laughs> killed, like, yeah. 90% of them, do you know what the Native Americans gave the, like, the colonists in return? Syphilis. That yeah. is a, that is a well, like, that is something I learned in AP U.S. history. That's a good trade. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, 90% of our population died, but we gave you them go. an STD. You go, losers. <laughs> so. Go have sex with each other. Yeah. yeah. That's a good comeback. Yeah. I like how you phrase it as gave them. <laughs> like, it's like, it was like a trade. Here you go, man. <laughs> okay, we're going to give you smallpox and a bunch of other shit. What you got for us? <laughs> Check this out. Here's my baseball card. <laughs> Syphilis on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I think this one's probably just... We can skip this one for now. This one looks like it's got a, a little bit of nothing on it. Is it oh, my God. This is cool. Check is that out. a lot of photos. Oh, yeah, it's a sketch. It's the sketch of the Lawndale incident that we talked about. It's somebody lying because it was not a Thunderbird. We just read that. Doesn't th- this one only depicts it's one bird. I know. It's lying. It, it's way bigger, too. That is not a 20-foot wingspan. That, yeah, no. Th- these people have problems, man. They're just little brats. They are. Little brats who lie. Flip off. Frick off, frick off even. All right. Um, let's, do, uh, let's do this one next. This is from the website Crypt Life, which actually had a lot of... Um, I, I don't know if these... I think these are specifically somewhat Oklahoma-related cryptids, but... Um, yeah, they are, I think. Uh, it's a quick reference guide to identifying Oki cryptids. Um, I'll read the preamble. Halloween is upon us. It's not for us yet. It's coming up, but it's well, not here yet. I mean, we got about 45 days. Yeah, I mean, it's people have already started shopping. All right, sorry, man. I didn't realize you were going to fact check me on this. Well, I mean, like, I haven't started shopping, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> like some people have. That I'm, spirit Halloween is open. I know. I went in there the other day. They had hella cloaks. Did they? Mm-hmm. Halloween is upon us, and things are already bumping in the night. Earlier this fall, a creature was ripping apart cars in Vanita dealership. In a Vanita dealership, I didn't decide it was a creature more than an average animal. Fox Twenty Three and the dealership did. The creature left hair, claw marks, and blood on the many cars it literally ripped apart. A trap was set for the beast, and owners eagerly awaited the capture of Bigfoot, a wolf, or a chupacabra. We're a little far north to snag a Mexican goat sucker, but there's plenty of other mythic game in our hunting grounds. Because there's no rest for the wicked, good, or just dimensionally attached entities in our great state. Here's a quick guide to Oki cryptid identification. And this is essentially going to serve as a teaser trailer for other Goblin Hour topics that may may be discussed in the future. So, there's Bigfoot. That was the first episode. We've already done that. We're pretty aware of Bigfoot. There's the Crosby Heights Prairie Dog. Don't know anything about that, but get excited, fans. Uh, The giant catfish, apparently. Interesting. Um... The Deer Woman, so interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the other one, which we're here to discuss, this is why we have this, the Thunderbird. Um, an article published in 1890 issue of the Tombstone Epitaph, an Arizona newspaper, told of two cowboys shooting down a 92-foot-long, immensely winged reptilian creature with an 8-foot beak and sharp teeth. By some accounts, the men took the creature to town, pinned it to a barn, and took a picture, but the Thunderbird photograph has never been found. Early settlers in southern Oklahoma reportedly sighted these creatures as well, and there are tales of Thunderbirds carrying off children. A different Thunderbird appears in Native American mythologies and is the namesake for the Oklahoma octopus' favorite haunt. So, yeah, I guess the Oklahoma octopus lives in Lake Thunderbird. That's so weird. We have a cryptid that lives in a lake named after a cryptid. That is that is cool. That's interesting. Dude, that cow- those cowboys are just bullshitting. No, it's real. Oh, yeah, we shot down this massive thing, hung it up, and photographed it, but uh-oh. We lost the picture. We lost the picture. See, I don't think they lost the picture. I think it was just never reported on properly. That's my fan theory. Who's, who the fuck is calling me? Ugh. Well, they probably just exaggerated its size, took no. a photo of a legit bird they shot down, and then no. they were like, oh, we can't let people see this. No, it was 92 feet. It was not. It was 92 feet. They shot it down. They killed it. They saved us, all right? You're lucky they killed it, too, because it was going back to feed its babies in its nest. They starved. That's why you're not getting picked also, up and carried with, around. with, like, the... Military technology in the 1890s, there's no way they would have hit that thing. They did. This, like, mythic Thunderbird with all these cool powers. Caleb, no way they're it. just sitting there with a freaking pistol. Just boo, they did boo. it. No, they, they didn't. Did. They're capping. They're not. They're yeah. lying. They're not, but yeah, okay. They're evil, then. No, they're not. They're real. <laughs> no. They're powerful. They killed it. You're just jealous that you'll never be able to do that. I'm not. You, you're telling me you wouldn't kill a Thunderbird if you saw the chance? I don't hunt. I would battle it. I'd be like, fight me! And then it would fly down and go, what would you kill it with? Your bare hands? hands? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd probably strangle like, it. I don't, really carry, <laughs> I don't really carry weapons on me. I do. <laughs> so it's not like I have something to like. I conceal and carry a katana that I carry around. That. Be like, <laughs> it would be like coming close and I'd be acting just like a little kid. Whip out some nunchucks and I'd just be like, start. I'd be down there like, ah, don't get me. And then it would be coming down. And as it came down, I would take out my sword and I'd go, and I'd cut its neck as it was flying in to get me. And it would fly forward. Link moment. Link moment. Guys, any gamers in the audience? Stop.
awkward silence. Drink some water. I I am out of water. Are you? Yeah. Did that make you feel thirsty, me doing that? No. Okay, you're good. Because I, I had already drank a lot of it, and I filled it up before I left again. Okay. So I'm, I'm, drinking, I'm pretty hydrated. Okay. Good to I'm hear, chilling. man. Yep. Good to hear. I'm a big hydration head. Um, the Thunderbird is a legend. We don't need to read that. Excuse me. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on. General description. This is also one sentence on Wikipedia. The Thunderbird is said to create thunder by flapping its wings, which is in Algonquin legend, and lightning by flashing its eyes. Also, Algonquin and Iroquois as well. I don't know what flashing its what is eyes means. Fl- like blinking? I don't know. I think it's saying it just creates lightning in its eyes every now and then. Oh. Uh, I yeah. Gu- yeah, I guess. All right. Okay. But this one's interesting because it has a lot of different tribes and like their takes on it here. So it's starting with Algonquin. Uh, the Thunderbird myth and motif is prevalent among Algonquin peoples in the Northeast, i.e. Eastern Canada, Ontario, Quebec, and eastward, and Northeastern United States, and the Iroquois people surrounding the Great Lakes. The discussion of the Northeast region has included Algonquin-speaking people in the lakes bordering U.S. Midwest states, uh, e.g. Ojibwe in Minnesota. In Algonquin mythology, the Thunderbird controls the upper world, while the underworld is governed by the underwater panther or great horned serpent. Okay, those are really different... The Thunderbird creates not just thunder with its wings flapping, but lightning bolts, which it casts at the underworld creatures. Thunderbirds in its tradition may be depicted as a spread-eagled bird, wings horizontal, head in profile, but also quite common with the head facing forward, the presenting an X-shaped appearance overall. So it's basically Zeus in bird form. Yeah, probably. It's just, you know, it's the thunder god. It's, they're just little, th- yeah. It's Which is cooler, personally. I think having your god be... Like an a, a, a big, like beast-like animal thing, is a little more interesting than it was a guy. I, I mean, I guess I actually, I like I was actually really interested in Greek mythology for a little while. So. I was too, but if Zeus was like a big eagle, I would like him a lot more. That's fair. I kind of got out of Greek mythology though. At a certain point, I was like, "This is really stupid." Like, <laughs> I don't know why Damn. they believe this, but um, when you don't got no answers, you say it was probably a guy. Well, but then, like, the Romans came in, and they're like, nah, man, we're going to believe the exact same thing you do. We're just going to change the names to planets. This guy, <laughs> this is called Reddit. Um, <laughs> we're changing Demeter to Reddit. We're changing Poseidon to Pikachu. we got some new ideas, all right? Let's show you how it's done. Poseidon to Neptune. Yep, true. Um, what, Ares, the God of War, was he, like, Mars? Mars, yeah. Um, it went from Markiplier to Jacksepticeye. That was a big <laughs> change. Oh. Yep. They made him Irish. Uh, next is the Ojibwe tribe. The Ojibwe version of the myth states that the Thunderbirds were created by Nana Bozho to fight the underwater spirits. Thunderbirds also punished humans who broke moral rules. The Thunderbirds lived in the four directions and arrived with the other birds in the springtime. These the are fall, just they vastly south. different beliefs. They really are. I really like this one because it says, like, moral. Bo- they punished humans for moral failings. Like some, somebody's, so, uh, like, committing adultery, and you just have this massive I specifically like to imagine the <laughs> fucking kid from the previous <laughs> one. He, like, stole something from class, and it's like, <laughs> go fuck him up. So two fucking condors flew down. <laughs> Help! I'm just a child! And they fucked him up. He failed morally. <laughs> that kid must have been a demon. That kid was a dick. Be mean. He would say racist shit and just not apologize. <laughs> just call, call kids the inward in glass. Yeah. It's like, yo, that is not cool. And he'd be like, I don't care. I'm a savage. And so the Thunderbirds 56 are 56-pound like, <laughs> This really malnourished Skin and bones. He's like calling you the N-word. You're like, man, what the fuck? And then two birds fly in. Just start pecking the shit out of him. That's wholesome. I probably thought he was an animal. <laughs> yeah. Yo, let's go get that little, like... Uh, Let's go get that that tree down there. It's probably got some like fruit on it or something. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is a boy. He's so bony. I thought it was wood." Yeah. All right. Next is the Menominee tribe uh, of northern Wisconsin. Tell of a great mountain that floats in the western sky, on which dwell the Thunderbirds. They control the rain and hail, and delight in fighting and deeds of greatness. That is fuck yeah. I love anything that's like I just want to fight. They are the enemies of the great horned snakes. Um, the Missikinib. Bick 
and have prevented these from overrunning the earth and devouring humankind. They are messengers of the great sun himself. Hell yeah. Shout out to the Thunderbirds for taking out those snakes. And we weren't devoured, so. Cool. Cool cool little cultural thing. Um, next is the Suan tribe. The Thunderbird motif is also seen in Suan. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing these. I'm, I don't know these. It's too much information. Speaking peoples, which include tribes traditionally occupying areas around the Great Lakes. Uh, next is Ho-Chunk. Ho-Chunk tradition states that a man who has a vision of a Thunderbird during a solitary fast will become a war chief of the people. Okay. It's not really about the Thunderbird. That's just an interesting... Well, it's just kind of like a... An interesting little tidbit. Interesting. Okay. Okay, next is the Arikara tribe. Ethnographer George Amos Dorsey transcribed a tale from the Arikaras with the title, The Boy Who Befriended the Thunderbirds and the Serpent. A boy named Antelope Carrier finds a nest... With four young, th- <laughs> laughing. That's a terrible name. Antelope a boy carrier. named Antelope Carrier. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like kids carrying some antelope. Yeah, it's like cool. I know the perfect name for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. There are a lot of like really cool Native American names. That's where it's terrible. Like, antelope Carrier. That's my boy. Like, like Chief Wampanoag is like a cool name. <laughs> like the Antelope Carrier. It's fire. Finds a nest with four young Thunderbirds. Their mother comes and tells the human boy that a two-headed serpent comes out of the lake to eat the young. Okay. Uh, next, it's got an, it's an X shape, as it was mentioned already. In Algonquin images, an X-shaped Thunderbird is often used to depict the Thunderbird with its wings alongside its body and the head facing forward instead of in profile. Oh, yeah, check this out. Non-indigenous scientific interpretations. Okay. This is what you're wanting. You're okay. wanting some evidence, and I've got it for you. American science historian and folklorist Adrian Mayer and British historian. You want to guess his name? Because it's someone you know. Brendan? (laughs) (laughs) No. And British historian, Spider-Man himself, (laughs) Tom Holland. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's the same. No, I don't think it's the same Tom Holland, but it's funny to imagine. (laughs) You said someone you know. I thought you were going to be like. It's Brendan. (laughs) I have to censor that. Said <laughs> his last name. No, I don't say last names. All right. Uh, they've both suggested that indigenous Thunderbird stories are based on discoveries of pterosaur po- fossils by Native Americans. However, it has also been noted that despite variations, typical design elements of the motif within different tribal groups across the continent appear distinct from the makeup of the suggested prehistoric flying reptile, such as eagle or raptor-like avian feathered wings and tail, along with a vastly different head shape perhaps with the exception of some Pacific Northwest imagery. Hey, where you're going? You can do some research for me. So basically what they're saying is that they found, like, fossils of another bird, but then they're That's being the like, but then they're like, but these people have depicted it. We haven't found fossils, anything like this. They've depicted, yeah. So basically what they're saying is, as far as they know, this creature does not exist. Well, the thing is, their best guess is it was probably a pterosaur, but they're like, these depictions look so different that it's probably not something we can correlate. Like, it's not necessarily the creature doesn't exist. It's just their theory on how they came up with the myth doesn't really make sense. So it's probably something else that defines that myth. But check this out. This is the In Modern Usage section, and I'm going to just highlight the cool ones. Thunderbird is the name of an operator in the popular competitive shooter Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. I do love that game. We love games. But okay. though, I mean, by the time Thunderbird came out, I think game's kind of shitty, in Damn. my personal opinion. I got really into it during, like, COVID. Yeah? Just when I couldn't leave, a couple of my buddies and I, we'd play. Um, my roommate streamed it. He was pretty good. At a at a certain point, though, it, the problem is, is what I really loved about about Rainbow is the fact that the operators actually had abilities that you were like, that is like something that somebody could actually have. They got a little too fantasy, and then they just got too fantasy esque. It almost like they almost started incorporating like Valorant type stuff yeah. into it. I and can see that. So it sucked because it's like before all your operators are people that have like cool gadgets or thermal snipers. Here's my bear or, trap. Like, Exactly, like the frost, or like, like Blackbeard literally just had like a um, the what was meant shield. to be, yeah. You know, you just have like cool, like realistic gadgets, and then they just started adding stuff that's like, oh yeah, this is like you're magically healed with this frost or Thunderbird thing, yeah. or like the one dude that like drops like the freaking green like. 
I don't, I don't know enough about it. Like you're just like okay, this Check is this out. getting. We got more though. The Pokemon Zapdos is based on First Nations folklore surrounding the Thunderbird. Oh, that's cool. I did yeah. not know that. Pretty gangster. And that's all of it that's worth talking about. The other stuff is just some other interesting things. I, we're gamers here. We don't care yeah. about that other nonsense. All right. Uh, next, this is from Historic Mysteries, which I think is associated with the History Channel. When the first settlers arrived in the New World, they faced a vast continent stretching endlessly in front of them. The land was full of strange peoples and unfamiliar species. There's a fucking huge ad on this page. It's funny. The Native Americans knew the land far better and could offer help to those who had the wit to ask for it. And one of the powerful creatures that the natives told about was a giant flying bird, which created thunder and lightning as it flew through the sky. This was the thunder. Okay, I'm going to skip this. We know all this shit. So really, this is this is just their outdated like theory as to how thunder and lightning were caused. They basically just made it, up this bird. It was a mythology. Yeah. Yeah, it's it just... It is easy to dismiss such depictions as personifications of natural forces, forces such as thunderstorms. The Thunderbird must be big to create the sounds and sights of thunderstorms just as clear as it, clearly as it must be airborne. But these stories come from areas of vast, deserted wilderness, areas which could potentially support a large species without detection, even to this day. And Native Americans wor- worshipped... All right, well, and then it cuts off. Cool. Um, we know such large birds exist in the patch, such as the in the past... Such as the magnificent Ar- Argentavis, which was the size of a light aircraft. Put simply, could the Thunderbird be real as well? No. Yes. No. It could be. You'll learn. No. You'll learn. You'll it cannot be. You'll learn a thing or two. You even was like, ooh, scientific theories, and none of them related to there being any evidence for this creature existing. Right. Prepare to be wrong. Keep, you keep saying that. This creature's made up. Guys, we're going to skip these parts because I want to get to the part that is like actually like an insane theory. Um, we'll still me if you, you can talk in the meantime. Say something cool. Say something interesting. I don't I don't really got anything. I just think that this creature is stupid. What? You think it's stupid? Yeah. Having graduated from you, this is just about the guy who made this article that I skipped everything on because there wasn't really much. Um, having graduated from university in history and archaeology, my strengths lie in research, writing, and presentations. I have been invited to various... Co- Fuck this guy. He does not get a shout-out. I don't know why I'm reading that. I'm about to say, stop giving me a bio on some random dude. Okay. Uh, next we've got somebody's cool recollection story. That's long. Good yeah, this grief. is long. You may just want to skim it. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to read. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to make a long story short, a guy went camping with his brother out in the wilderness. A big thunderbird terrorized them, and they got away safe and sound. But, um, yeah, that's most of the information I had. I guess let's talk about some of the stuff we learned. Let's do a debrief. Okay. Um, seems like some Native Americans have kind of had a consensus on what they believe this animal will look like, although... Again, we've gotten a lot of conflicting information. Also, that first article said it was confined to the Pacific Northwest, and then most of the other sources were talking about yeah. like, either the Arizona Desert or the Great Lakes no, region. It's a, it's a continent-wide thing. So, it, it, it very much just, I don't know, it seems like different tribes have kind of they have different believed interpretations. in us. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... It's like what we were talking about. There's not really a Native American culture. It's just no, a, it's bunch, just of just a bunch of different ones. And but um, naturally, through interacting some, they kind of would share a little bit. They'd be like, hey, you guys know about the Thunderbird? And they'd be like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. That makes sense. Probably how this stuff used. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The Illinois story is all really funny. I know. I love that fucking <laughs> like, kid. My stupid kid was playing out in the yard, and a fucking huge bird attacked him. And then it turns out that there was just two condors that were on him, not just freaking <laughs> one massive Thunderbird. I know. It's so funny because the little sketch we looked at depicted it as if it was one massive Thunderbird. Just massive bird that was like killing like him. Eight times the size of the boy. But no, it was just like, just like some condors picking out his bones, trying to get some meat off. Yeah. Yep. So shout out to that guy. Hopefully he lived. Um, I mean, it, it said he got 
he got away unharmed. Unharmed, yeah. which is crazy if they carried him up 35 feet. Which is such <laughs> bullshit. There's no way they There's no way they got him up. 35 feet, and then they flew him back down. A bird would just drop it. If, yeah. it, if a bird is like, this guy's fighting me too much. If I had to guess, he probably didn't actually get picked up by these birds. They probably were starving, saw him, and just started pecking at him. See, my guess is he probably did get picked up, but it was they tried to pick him up. I don't think they ever succeeded. That, that may be a thing. They may have tried. Like, I think the mom no... probably saw him, and maybe they, like, did get something. You know when you're, like, trying to pick something up, and you can kind of get some, like, height on it, but you can't actually s- sustain the carry? Yeah. I think that's what happened. They got it, like, they two, pulled him off two the ground feet off the ground, and then, and then just immediately f- dropped him. Yeah. yeah. And the mom was like, what? No! Probably ran out and shooed the birds away, and then they just went away. But, yeah, um, cool powers. He, imagine that. Just, like, a huge... 90 foot wingspan bird flying and it has lightning powers what would be crazy is i mean i i wonder if this is how they believe solely how lightning and stuff was caused so if you killed the thane would there just be no more storms anymore yeah probably that's probably the theory like that would be they wouldn't crazy. want to though no because i mean you need like rain and stuff to sustain like that's what we have the cowboys for they kill it no wonder arizona's got that drought man they killed it you're so right. <laughs> Audience. <laughs> okay, we cracked the code. Yeah, there aren't Thunderbirds anymore because, <laughs> because people killed them. Yeah, and then lost the photograph. <laughs> we lost the photo. All right. We cracked the damn-ass code. Yeah. Well, crazy. I think that's all we got for today. Caleb, do you want to shout anything out? You want to shout out your Instagram or something? I'm good. I'm good. No? You don't want the fans to follow you? I don't you? want the fans to follow me. Do you have I want to be, like, mysterious, you know? Do you want to shout out anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a cool topic, you know, just yeah. chilling. I was kind of hoping for a Pegasus, I'm not going to lie. A Pegasus? Mostly because, like, you and Tanner, like, talk about anime a lot. And the only anime yeah. I ever saw was Beyblades when I was a little kid. <laughs> and so, you know, the Pegasus is, like, the main, like, Beyblade. So are you shouting out Beyblade right now? I am shouting out Beyblade, I guess. Guys, go to Target, go to Walmart, get a bla- Beyblade, watch the show. Battle with your friends. <laughs> Beyblades are fun, man. Yeah, I know. Like when you're a little kid, I sold all of mine a long time ago, but they were cool, I guess. Damn rip. I think I used it to get a new Xbox. Somebody. <laughs> I love my Xbox. You love your Xbox? That being said, I'm going to get a new one, though. Getting the Series S. Guys, donate to Caleb's GoFundMe. He's getting a new Xbox, and he needs your help to make it happen. Yeah. Just, uh, credit card number and then the three digit code on the back all right so you sure you don't have anything you want to shout out besides beyblades i didn't even really shout out beyblade i just talking about pegasus uh, i don't really have anything you want to say hi to grandma or mama i'm good you what's their full name i'm not telling they, you my parents full name uh real quick just like write it to me i'll i won't say it i promise no i'm not giving you, you my take out your pen a, just write I don't on have that a pen. i'm sorry man I think that's all we got. Okay. All right, bye, guys. Thank Uh, you for tuning in to Goblin Hour. Caleb, you can have the closing statement. Adios, amigos.